And I yes, good evening and thank you all so very much for joining us for another meeting of the Reader Club on gospelbellsradio.com. Thank you, uh, Sister Yemisi. Thank you, Sister Domi. Thank you, Sister B, for joining us this evening for the second class in our study of the book Christiana's Journey, which is the second uh, installment of the book Pilgrim's Progress by John by John Boyan. Thank you to all who have joined us at gospelbearsready.com. Let's begin uh, by singing together this hymn which we have on our meeting notes for today. I'm pressing on the upward way. After that singing, we're going to invite Sister Bionis Seka to say the opening prayer. I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day. our feet on a higher ground. Amen. Amen. Please say the open prayer, Mark. Thank you very much. 
Our Father in heaven, our Lord be thy name. We thank you for yet another opportunity to gather as a community to enjoy a book you have caused to be written. Father, Lord, we ask that you give us insight into the meaning, the true meanings, and that we won't get any wrong. Amen. And that it will inspire us in our work with you. Amen. And encourage us and strengthen us. Amen. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Mark. God bless you. Good. Uh, and of course, that's the most important prayer that the Lord will himself interpret uh, the book to our hearts and strengthen us for our journey ahead. Remember yesterday, we began, we, we started reading this book, Christina's Journey, the second part of the book, Pilgrim's Progress. And yesterday, we started with the introduction, the author's introduction. We read of Mr. Sagacity and how in the dream that John, John Boyan recorded, he met with this old man called Mr. Sagacity who told him about Christian and Christian's exploits and Yesterday, he started telling us about how Christiana, Christian's wife, and our four boys, our four children, how they embarked on the pilgrim road themselves. Let's read our opponent memory verse for this study. For those at gospelbestreet.com, we're on page two. Let's read together our permanent memory verse for this study. If you can omit where you are, please do so. Okay, great. Let's go. Hebrews 11, 13. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, we are assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. On the earth. Hebrews 11, 13. May we also have that confession and live as such in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, recall that yesterday we started reading uh, chapter 2 and we read that portion titled How Christina Decided to Become a Pilgrim. We read all the way to uh, Christina's Dream on page 4 and then we stopped at page 4 just before Mr. Secret's visit. So just a recap for those who are just joining us today at gospelbestreet.com and also for, for everyone uh, chapter 1 was about uh, the dream that John Boyan had. Mr. Sagacity appeared to him. Mr. Sagacity told him about Christian and how the news of what Christian passed through and his present glory, how that news has got to the city of destruction, how some of them envied him, how some of them just, mm, just coughed, and how some of them, of course, loved that uh, Christian is now in a good place, but they were not ready to... Uh, to undertake the pilgrimage all the same. And then in chapter 2, he started talking about Christiana and her boys, how Christiana was affected by the grief of how she treated her husband, how she regretted how she did not she did not set out with him on that pilgrimage, and how she became resolved to go on the pilgrimage. She had a dream. Uh, in all her troubles as she was grieved, she had a dream. In that dream, uh, some shiny ones appeared to him. If you recall, in Pilgrim's Progress Part 1, uh, whenever we see the shiny ones, they always tend to represent angels. So some shiny ones appeared to her in her dream, encouraging her to go on the pilgrimage. At the same time, some other uh, element, dark elements appeared to her, also uh, trying to dissuade her from, uh, from embarking 
on that pilgrimage. If you look at the paragraph before Mr. Secret's visit on page four, uh, we read that she woke in a great sweat with trembling, but after a while, she drifted to sleep again. And while asleep, she thought she saw Christian, her husband, in a place of bliss among many, uh, many immortals. And then we now go to Mr. Secret's visit. She received a visit from a man called Mr. Secret when she woke up. Okay, our reader is uh, Sister Domi. You are going to conclude this uh, this chapter. And Sister Fumbi, you'll be on standby for the scriptural passages in this chapter. Then when we go to chapter 3, uh, Sister Yemsi will take over there at chapter 3. Okay, Mr. Secret's visit. Over to you now, Domi. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Good, good. Mr. Secret's visit. The next morning, when she was up and had prayed to God, she talked with her children for a while till someone knocked hard at the door. She called out, "If you are, if you come in in God's name, come in." The man at the door said, Amen, and opened the door. He greeted her with the speech, Peace be to this house. When he had finished saying this, he looked directly at Christiana and said, Christiana, do you know why I have come? She blushed and trembled. And her heart began to grow warm with desire to know where he had come from and what his errand to her might be. He said to her, My name is Secret. I dwell with those on high. Where I dwell, it is talked of that you have a desire to go there. There is also another report that says you are aware of the evil you have formerly committed against your husband in hardening your heart against his way and in keeping these children in their ignorance. Christiana, the merciful one, has sent me to tell you that he is a God ready to forgive, that he takes delight to increase the number of those pardoned of offenses. It would also have you to know that he invites you to come into his presence, to his table, and that he will feed you with the best food of his house and with the heritage of Jacob, your father. There is Christian, your husband, who with a great number of companions has beheld the face which ministers life to those who look upon his face and they will all be glad when they hear the sound of your feet step over your father's threshold at this christiana was briefly embarrassed by this visitor's words and bowed her head to the ground secrets then proceeded to say christiana here is also a letter for you, which I have brought from your husband's king. She took it and read it. She took it and opened it. It released a fragrance, that smell of the best perfume. 
Okay, is Sister Fumbi there? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't unmute. Because of the favor of thy good ointments, ointments poured forth in thy name. Therefore, as the virgins love thee. Song, Song of Solomon 1 3. The letter was written in letters of gold and explained that the king wanted her to do as her husband, Christian, had done. For that was the way to come to his city and to dwell in his presence with joy forever. At reading this, Christiana was quite overcome and cried out to her visitor, Sir, will you carry me and my children with you? so that we may also go and worship the king. Then the visitor said, Christiana, the bitter is better is before the sweet. You must first go through troubles, just as your husband did, before you can enter the celestial city. Therefore, I suggest you do as your husband Christian did. Go to the narrow gate, and you can see in the distance he pointed to the spot across the plain, for that gate stands at the start of the way up which you must go. And I wish you all good speed in your journey. I also advise you to put this letter in the pocket next to your heart and that you read the contents of it to yourself and to your children until you know it by heart. For it is one of the songs that you must sing while you are in the house of your pilgrimage. Thy statues have been my song in the house of my pilgrimage. Psalm 119.64. And you must be prepared to pre present it at the further gate at your journey's end. Now, in my dream, as this old gentleman told, me the story, he seemed to be greatly affected by it, but he pressed on with the story. So Christiana called her sons together and began to speak to them. My sons, I have, as you may have noticed lately, been under much anguish in my soul about the death of your father. This torment is not due to any doubt that he is happy, for I am satisfied that he is well where he is. I have also been very disturbed with the talks of my own state and yours, which I truly believe by nature are miserable. My behavior also toward your father in his distress is a great load to my conscience, for I hadn't both my own heart and yours against him and refused to go with him on pilgrimage. The thoughts of this would now kill me outright, except the bright dream which I had last night, and for the encouragement which this stranger has given me this morning. She gestured towards the towards secret. Come, my children, she said, let us pack up and go to the gate that leads to the celestial country so that we may see your father and be with him and his companions in peace, according to the laws of the land. Her children burst into tears of joy 
that their mother's heart was so inclined. So when the visitor did them farewell, and together the family made preparations to set out for their journey. Okay, thank you so very much, Sadomi, for reading. So we're all chapter two of Christina's journey. Okay, let's look at our discussion questions. Uh, we've we, we've dealt with uh, question one and question two yesterday, uh, talking about how the Holy Spirit uses uh, feelings of guilt over past treatment of departed ones. And you know, remember that uh, contribution by Sister Bede Seka yesterday, where uh, she pointed out that it's not only feelings of guilt, sometimes just remembrance of the extent that the Lord one went. Uh, for one's sake or for the sake of the gospel, uh, the remembrance, the recollection of what a loved one did uh, is also able to keep one on the pilgrim road. I remember that uh, Brother Lou also contributed uh, saying that from time to time you remember a loved one who has passed and you say to yourself, well, they ran that race, I must run mine as well. Again, we also consider that question, whether mothers are uniquely positioned to lead their children towards Christ. And again, that uh, that contribution by saying that well both parents are uniquely positioned to lead their children towards christ as long as they take up that responsibility and they put themselves in their children's life in such a way and of course the lesson for us is to to be mindful to be reminded of our god-given duties as as parents to lead our children to christ but i always say that perhaps a children uh, sorry a parent's most significant achievement would be that uh, he or she uh, was used by the Holy Spirit to lead the children to, to Christ. Now, let's look at Mr. Secret. That's what we've just read now. In Pilgrim's Progress Part 1, if you can recall, who do you think parallels Mr. Secret? Uh, just put in mind what Christian has been going through. And if you're with us for Pilgrim's Progress Part 1, uh, who parallels Mr. Secret? And who sent Mr. Secret? Why was this sent? And if, even those who were not with us uh, for the first class can contribute here. Okay. Uh, I think the evangelist. Exactly. Am I right? I, I agree with you. It will be the evangelist. It will be the evangelist. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, the evangelist also appeared to Christian at a time when he was confused about what to do. If you recall, I think chapters 1 and 2 of Pilgrim's Progress 1, uh, Christian himself was disturbed and wanted to find a way out, and then the evangelist appeared to him. In this case, Mr. Secret visited uh, visited, uh, visited Christiana. Okay, so tell me, who sent Mr. Secret and why was he sent? Yeah, I think the king. Good. Which we would depict as the Almighty. Yes. And why? Okay, I, I think from a from a passage here, if I might pick up from what the um Mr. Secret said. Mm. I'm trying to see the place. It, it, it's page five. I think from page five. Oh no, the one we just read now. Mr. Secret's visit. As in why it was sent. Yeah, it, it, on page five it said my name is Secret. Yes, yes, exactly. And he said the king sent sent me yes. to you. So I feel that um, it's the Almighty that sent Mr. a Secret. message to yes, sent Mr. Secret, just like Miss the Evangelist was mm-hmm. sent to Christian mm-hmm. when he started in the first pilgrim's progress. Yes. So I think that Mr. Secret was sent to Christiana so that she will be able to embark on her journey with her children. 
Exactly. Exactly. So uh, what can we learn from this as, as Christians? What can we learn from this? What can we learn from this? Uh, do we find ourselves in the position of Mr. Secret from time to time? Are we sent on errands by the king? Remember that in this case, this was an actual person who actually visited uh, Christiana. It was not in a dream. She had woken up from her dream. And when I was reading this, I found it really interesting that she was sleeping uh, in her dream. She had those dreams which we read about. And then she woke up and she prayed. And lo and behold, somebody came to her door, knocked on her door. Uh, it was Mr. Secret who said, look, I've been sent. I've been sent to uh, to help you. Uh, who can recall in the Bible a similar scenario? Not, not on all fours, not uh, exactly the same, uh, but where somebody was confused about something and the God, through the Holy Spirit, sent somebody to that person. Uh, to to help clarify the thoughts going through the heart of that confused person. Anybody? Can we liken it to the case of um, um, Apostle Paul and um, Ananias? Exactly. Yes, yes. We we can liken it to that. Go ahead. Can we liken it to to the eunuch when he was confused? Correct. Exactly. You know, when he was reading the book of Isaiah. Absolutely. That is why I can't remember right yeah. now. When, um, and as a third one, yeah, Philip was sent to that Ethiopian, right? The eunuch. Was it the was it Cornelius? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. So the third one would be Cornelius. Would be Cornelius. All of them from the account in Acts of the Apostles. Thank you very much. And I, I would suppose that they tell us how the Lord works in bringing help to those who are truly seeking Him bringing clarity to those who are are truly seeking him and bringing the gospel of Christ directly to those uh, who are truly seeking him. The way that Ananias was sent to to Saul, who became Paul, the way Philip was sent to that eunuch, uh, the way Peter was sent to Cornelius. I think it's the same way that we find that Mr. Secret appeared at Christina's door saying to her, well, I've been sent by the king. I would say one of the important lessons for us is whether we listen carefully to the king when he's sending us to a person. You know, uh, I mean, for... Okay, I, I think for Peter, we have an account of how he received that message from the Lord and how he struggled with it before uh, before accepting. Even for Ananias, we have an account as well where he first resisted. The question is, uh, how does the Lord speak to us? As people who are already on his side, when he wants to send us on an errand, when he wants to say, look, I want to go and speak to that person, do we listen? Do we listen and then do we carry it out? Uh, I think that's one of the things you think about. If anything other thing occurs to you as we go along, please do not hesitate to bring it up again about Mr. Secret. But now I, I, want, I want to... Okay, go Can ahead. I, okay, sorry, I just want to add something, sir. Go ahead. That, okay, the, the, the Lord sending some um, secrets. The mm. Lord sent secrets to mm. Christiana. Yes. But what did Christiana do? You know, that's another thing we, we need to look at. Now, okay. What makes the Lord send someone to us to, 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 to create? What made, what did Christiana do? And what can we do for the Lord to send help to us when we need help? Hmm. What I say there is a willing heart, a contrite heart, Good. a sober mind. Sober mind. Those are the things I think we need, we need to, to do. Exactly. For the Lord, you know, to seek help from the Holy Spirit, to seek help from God. Mm-hmm. When we seek help from God, I think he will send somebody to us. Exactly. And thank God you mentioned that Mr. Secret was somebody. I actually thought he was um, like the Holy Spirit. Yeah, no, no. It was, it was a person, an actual person who knocked on our door. A human being. 
Yes, you're absolutely right. It is important for us to know that Mr. Secret was actually a human being. Although, uh, if you look at the things he says, sometimes it would appear to it would appear to be like a spirit. But uh, we can understand that all evangelists, all human beings, all Christians who are sent to other people, uh, they are sent by the King. Uh, by the King. Uh, I mean, exactly what what Paul himself wrote in Second Corinthians five twenty, I believe, where he said, "We are ambassadors for Christ. We should see ourselves as people who are sent by Christ, by the King." To reconcile the world to to himself, uh, but Sister MC, you are talking about a contrite heart, and that's from you know, Psalm fifty one, where David wrote, saying, "A broken and a contrite heart, this, O God, you will not despise." And that much we know that when a person is broken, when a person is truly seeking God, uh, that person will not be despised by God. That person will not be sent away. If with all your heart you truly seek me, you shall ever surely find me that's what the lord says and and, and that's true in the case of of christiana um, go ahead it's tough for me sorry say, um, say that again for me okay yes so if you if you um if it see what um mr secret said to her mm. when he introduced himself okay he said I dwell with those on high, mm. where that's on page page five. Yes, the first paragraph there. Mm. Where I dwell, it is talked of that you have a desire. Exactly. So there was that desire mm-hmm. to go there. Mm-hmm. So we must have that desire, without mm. which the Holy Spirit cannot be sent to us. Exactly. Without which we cannot be visited. Mm. Without which we cannot be guided on the journey ahead. Mm-hmm. So we must first and desire mm-hmm. for that Holy Spirit. For that Holy Spirit. We must yearn for it. Yes, we must yearn for it. Mm. Of course. Thank you so very much. We must, my... mm. we must yearn for it because uh, the Lord, as we know, He looks at our heart. He looks at the heart of people and when He sees somebody who is truly ready, uh, he, he Himself is always glad to send His Holy Spirit to that one. Sister B, go ahead. It's just that same portion I was looking at. Okay. That Mr. Secret's statement that um, his name is Secret mm. and he dwells with those on high. On high yes. And that where he dwells, he's talked of that you have a desire to go there. Mm. I'm wondering whether this may not be an evangelist, but still an angel. Mm. Exactly, mm-hmm. it's possible. You know, because I mentioned, yeah, because of that statement, so it, it lends itself to multiple interpretation. Here, yeah. one could say maybe an angel visited visited mm-hmm. Christiana because I dwell with those on high. Where I dwell, he talked about that, you're, and then there's also another report that you are aware. But you see that because he actually knocked and appeared yeah, like a human being, okay. exactly. But because he actually knocked and appeared mm-hmm. there, we, you know that he, she had a dream where the shining ones appeared to her. And those shining ones are the angels. She had that dream. The shining yeah. ones appeared to her. Some demons appeared to her as well. But now she woke up, she prayed, and then there was a knock on her door. So even if they are angels, they came in human form, right? In, in this particular yeah, they case. they come in human form. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. As Peter yeah. wrote that, some have entertained angels without knowing because, oh, yes, angels come to yes, us. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Angels come to us in human form yes. from time to time. We have many reports of that, yes. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, what I don't know is that maybe sometimes <laughs> angels can decide to inhabit, say, Sister Fumbi, for example, and send you to somebody. Yes. You know? Yes. I mean, I, I, I don't yes. have yes. strong biblical support for that, but, yes. it, but it's, it's possible. possible. But it's possible. It's possible. You yes. know? 
It was yeah. I mean, in fact, if you think yeah. about it, the case of the eunuch, I think after Philip left, you know, oh. if Philip was taken by that whirlwind, he must probably have said oh. to himself, ah, an, inv- an angel visited me. That's what he probably exactly. uh, would have said to himself. Sister, let me go ahead. Yes, uh, I want to say it's very possible. Mm. And I want to say mm. that that's actually what happens most of the time. Exactly. When we, oh. God always sent humans to us and we most of the time believe they are angels because of the messages and the way they act Mm. and we believe that this could be angels so god is actually looking for children of god to send as angels to other people do you know we have this experience sometimes you want a message a particular message and you're thirsty and asking the lord for a way out Mm. and pump like that a message just pumps up on your phone mm-hmm. from oh, maybe a recorded yeah. message or oh, a child of God calls you and it will be a confirmation. Yeah. And that experience yeah. several. And I'm sure that yeah. that's why how God works. Exactly. Not actually that we have the shining ones walking into our homes. We are the shining oh. ones that walk into our, to each other's lives mm. at some point yeah. in time. Mm. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. We are the shining ones that walk into the lives of that Christian. Go ahead, Mr. B. As I, I can testify to that, um, mm. um, <laughs> angels do knock. Wow. When I oversleep, I do hear them <laughs> knock. Mm. And, <laughs> and uh, of course, there's nobody here. So there's only one trans, um, that is translation to that. Yeah. That's angels. <laughs> <laughs> do knock exactly. I mean, many of us have had that experience as well. Maybe you have uh, you have a plan to pray at a particular time, and you just find that like somebody shook you and woke you, you up. Oh. Exactly, and alerted you, you to say you should you. do this. You should do this. I, I think the area where many yeah. of us fail. I know I fail from time to time. Is where you just have a strong urge to say go and do this or go and tell somebody this or introduce, and then you just you, you continue to dilly dally until you find that oh God really wanted it done. Or it gets done yeah. some other way. And I think we should all learn to just be more attentive yeah. to... And when you delay, he sends somebody else. He sends somebody else, exactly. You should mm-hmm. just be more attentive when the Lord is saying, oh, that brother is... You go and talk to him about Christ or go and talk to him or that sister. Just, you know, call and see. I mean, I know a sister even here where, you know, those people are telling me, okay, reach out. And, well, I was asking, why should I reach out? And then... It, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, somebody reached out, and it and it and it came to be that oh, the Lord had been trying to uh, to to make me reach out to that person. And what I said earlier on is the most important. We have to pay attention, pay more attention, to what the Lord wants us to do. I pray the Lord will continue to give us grace in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, just to add to something, okay. you know, there was some time I read something in Zechariah. Okay. You know, and I, you know, like that the angels walk so and through the earth. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when I just thought about it, that yes, the same way devil walks to and through the for earth, the seeking earth. for wounds. So mm. we have, mm. there are angels too, walking th- you know, to and through the earth. So mm. it's possible that is an angel walking, you know, we have angels walking around. We might not be able yeah. to see them. They might come in human yeah. form, they, you know, but I know that I read it somewhere before in Zachariah. Yeah, you know, no, I, I, I recall, it, yes, I, I think Sabine and we recall to when we were studying Zechariah in church. I think Zechariah 11. Yes. Uh, is there one I 11? think Zechariah 1. 1 11. 10. Said, 1, 1 and they reported, okay, this is 10. Then the man standing among the mighty trees explained, they are the ones the Lord has sent yes. to patrol the earth. Exactly. Earth, exactly. To patrol the earth. 
to patrol the earth. Hmm. And then they said in that, in verse 11, we have patrolled the earth and behold, all the earth mm. is at rest and tranquil. So, so you are right. God's angels yeah. are everywhere. The same way that his own eye runs to and through the earth. That's what we read in Second Corinthians. That yeah. The Lord's eye runs to and through the earth, you know, looking for those whose hearts are loyal to him. For those Sir, please, I still want to submit that okay. in the New Testament dispensation, yes. we are the angels. Good. The Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. the, the the ministry of angels working, yes, we still have them now. Mm. But the ministry of the New Testament is inched on the New Testament believers. believers. The Holy Spirit works now. He uses us a lot. Exactly. And like Brafemi said, we should make ourselves available. When we make ourselves available, you will see that sometimes you will even be wondering at some messages you will give people exactly. and the way they will respond to your messages. Mm-hmm. That uh, the Lord has been has, has been talking to me on this and you are a confirmation to it. So I want to believe that in this dispensation, most of the time, mm-hmm. I don't want to say all of the time because we can't say all of, most of the time, we are the angels. We are the people. We are the ambassadors that mm-hmm. God is using now to work in each other's lives. Thank you. Thank you very much. I I mean, I I fully agree. Yeah, I fully, I fully agree with you, and I, I think that we can actually marry the two. I believe that when God mm-hmm. wants to work, we are, the, we, we, we are the means. To say we are as angels, yeah, as angels. Yes. The truth is that as don't we can't ascribe that name to ourselves because there are angels, and that's the fact. Yeah. And every child of God should have angels. Maybe you are not sensitive to them being around, but they are. Mm. And um, we are as angels in the sense that we can do some of the things they can do, but we can never be angels. Yeah, yeah. If you know so, who they are so it, and what they do. It's a figure of speech, yes. So it's a big it's figure of speech. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said, let's put us there, mm. not that we are. Exactly. Yes. So, so, so it's a metaphor that we are angels or we are as angels. Oh. If we say that oh. it's as a simile, you say we are as angels. If it's a metaphor, we say we are angels. Yeah. Not that we are... Yeah. In fact, I mean, some some yeah, age <laughs> says that he created us even, you know, even higher. higher than the angels. Oh. So we should not even yeah, aspire to be angels. He created us higher than yeah, the angels. can do much oh, more than yeah. they can do. So, so when we yeah. say that we are angels, what we are saying is that we are God's messengers. We are his messengers oh. that he sends out. Oh. And I believe that the way the it works yeah. is that even these yeah. angels then they, they inhabit uh, they inhabit us they use us not they themselves the Holy Spirit uses us as if we were as if we were angels as if we were angels you know the Thank Holy Spirit uses us that. exactly that's the point I want us to make so yes. that the Holy Spirit is inhabiting us absolutely we are higher we are doing something higher than the angels. The Holy Spirit, angels. not angels inhabiting us now. Mm-hmm, Holy Spirit mm-hmm, is coming into mm-hmm. us to perform the work of God. Exactly. Because we are the mission of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, for our friends at gospelbestory.com, remember that you can be a part of it. Just tap the WhatsApp widget and, and join this discussion as well. We want to hear your views from gospelbestradio.com. Okay, let's go to this next question. Now, very quickly, we are looking at that letter that's a letter given to uh, to christiana by mr secret and first i mean quickly let's try to identify what that letter represents i don't think we will have so much disagreement on that on what the letter uh, that letter represents although there is a statement there that also makes it a bit confusing but, but but let's look at it yeah on page five he said um 
Christiana, here is also a letter for you, which I brought from your husband's king. She took it and read it. She took it and opened it. It released a fragrance that smelled of the best perfume, of the best perfume, you know, from Solomon 1.3. He said the letter was written in letters of gold and explained that the king wanted her to do as her husband Christian had done, for that was the way to come to his city and to dwell in his presence with joy forever. After reading this, Christiana was quite overcome and cried out to her visitor, Sir, will you carry me? So this letter, what would you say it symbolizes? What would you say this letter stands for? I mean, I recall very clearly that a similar book was given to to uh, to Christian, right? Christian. Yeah, it's not visible. Was given to Christian. A scroll was given to Christian. Yeah, a scroll was given to Christian. So, and we conclude the, the, the Bible. The Bible, exactly. Bible. The Bible. So, I believe that this also symbolizes the Bible. Uh, the only part of this text that may uh, lend itself to another interpretation is that uh, the Mr. Secret said to to her that you must be prepared to present it at the further gate at your journey's end. But I think we should go with the interpretation that it is the Bible in the sense that it says that you have to read it. And that leads us to the next question. This is what, uh, this is what uh, Mr. Secret said to her. She said, on page five, towards the end, and that you read the content of it to yourself and to your children until you know it by heart. For it is one of the songs that you must sing while you are in this house of your pilgrimage. Think about that. Uh, Mr. Secret saying, okay, take this letter. This letter is from your king. And we know that the Bible teaches us that all scripture is given to us by God's inspiration. Given to us from your king. Now he's saying, you must read it to yourself and to your children until you know it by heart. For it is the songs that you must sing while you are in this house of your pilgrimage. Uh, David wrote, your statutes have been my song in the house of my pilgrimage. I want us to pay attention to that part where it says uh, you must sing it. And then where it says, until you know it by heart. Let us talk about uh, why uh, the Bible is important for us in our pilgrimage and also why memorizations uh, are beneficial. Because that's what the Secret said. He said you must sing it until you know it by heart. Until you know it by heart. How does this practice contribute to spiritual growth and understanding? And this is tough. And then nowadays, not many of us uh, memorize the Bible because, well, we have it on our phones. We have it anywhere. If anything comes up, we just Google uh, Jonah 1-3 or Jude 15, and then it comes up. I, I mean, recently I was I was listening to, or I just saw a clip on social media, I cannot remember, but was talking about uh, persecutions of Christians in, in China. And these American evangelists had traveled to China and he met with some Chinese Christians and he was surprised. And, he, and then he got back to America, he was telling his congregation that, look, we are not really doing anything here in America. Look, those that the real Christians are there in China. And they said, why? So because there, those guys, they know the Bible by heart. And that he asked one of the women that, why, do you, why did you memorize these long passages? And he said, well, you know, sometimes they come to us, they seize all the Bibles, uh, they... Uh, they make some sites unavailable and then they put some of some, some of them in prisons and then when they are there uh, they have to memorize this when you see just a copy of the bible you take a portion and you try to to learn it by heart and of course recently i was reading some devotion by charles Spurgeon where he was saying that 
sometimes for the Bible, if you see a passage you love, you should try to memorize it and go over it over and over in your heart. Just one verse, read it over and over in your heart. Then you'll find that the more you read it, like you are you are examining it, you find that the Holy Spirit interprets uh, His word even more clearly to to uh, to you. So I want to ask, uh, what has been your own experience? Uh, do you think that uh, memorizations are beneficial? Is that something you are going to consider taking up? <laughs> because in my own case, I've tried to do a bit of my memory. I have some passages that I've said I want to know. I've gotten through some of them. And whenever I get through one, uh, I brag with it to my wife and say, okay, take it, let me read it over and over to you. But but I, I would say it's a good thing for us to, to attempt. Some say that even uh, on a physiological level, it even helps with, uh, you know, just with your brain function. But uh, on a spiritual level as well, it helps when there's a person that appeals to you. Maybe there's a psalm or there's a portion from Daniel or any portion that appeals to you. I'm going to put this to heart. So uh, let's say your view. Is anybody get, going to try and take this up and say, okay, I'm going to start memorizing some portions and do you think it's beneficial really? Hello, sir. Go ahead, ma. I, I, I shared something that I that I just discovered that is happening, and I think it has to do with memorization. Okay. Do you know that we all know that these Muslim students mm, exactly they memorize right. by twelve ten they are doing their walimats, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we discover that in recent times they are becoming best students in most of our schools. Mm. They are doing very well. I have challenged so many Christian groups, young Christian groups in my church, in my association on this, that there was a day I was going through Psalm 119. Yes. I didn't know for a long time. I, you know, it's sectionalized. Yes. It's yeah. And the first mm. one is uh, um, Alpha, is the Arabic, uh, the, 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 the Arabic of Yeah, the Hebrew alphabet. You see, Ale, that is exactly when the upper better, but they call it in their is it Aramaic now? Aramaic, and that's exactly what they memorize. I was shocked. Hmm. The word they say they they finish reading the Quran is almost like like they are memorizing Psalm 119. Hmm. So I challenged my children in church. I told them that I wish some of you could memorize this thing. Because Mm. I know deeply in my heart that the more you memorize the word of God, it actually aids other aspects of our lives, as in schooling, Mm. and apart from, you know, even medical science supports it. It's very good for us to memorize the word of God. Then another thing is that, aside from that, we... We can go on the we can be on the go at every time. Exactly. Like you're praying. Exactly. When you're praying and prayer prayers are coming, mm. then the word of God will just be coming to exactly. you. The prayers and maybe you are in situations and this word will be coming. There are sometimes that uh, okay, let me say this. When we lead our vigil on winning warrior wives yes. and then there are some things I do not actually prepare for. I never thought about it. But they keep coming to me. And people ask me, ah, I said, it's not like that. It's not that mm-hmm. I actually know them like that. But because of familiarity, reading and reading, like the, the is it the evangelist now, told Christiana, that reading, 
over and over and over again. Mm. The more we read, the more we meditate and memorize, it becomes a part of us, mm -hmm. a part of us that we can relate it to our children in every situation. Yeah. And I think that's very good for us. Very, very. But, and one thing again, you will see that some people that are even non-Christian, Muslims, uh, Hindus, all of them, they go memorizing the Bible because they know there is power in it, a lot of power. Mm. Thank you, that's sir. what happened in Psalm 23 and our Lord's Prayer. Uh, yes, thank you, ma'am. Everybody knows, right from um, primary school. From primary school, mm -hmm. exactly. So we have to memorize it until yeah. whatever age there's nobody. Muslim, Christians, whatever, yes. as long as you are in a mixed school, mm. you know mm. our Lord's Prayer and Psalm 23. The mm. Lord is my shepherd. Mm. So Indeed. the same thing is just because maybe we are just lazy or we are mm. not just um, <laughs> conscious of other passages of the Bible mm. that mm. we need to memorize. I think that is why we are just laid back and we don't take other passages seriously as mm. we were compelled to do when we were in primary school as in Lord's Prayer and um, Psalm 23. Thank you very much, uh, Sister B. Then Sister MC. Yes, I just wanted to quickly add that um, maybe we are lazy mm. in our church, but it's not so with a lot of churches. True. There was a time that um, I had to be worshiping at um, Household of God. Okay. And um, it was was a yeah, God took me there for a while, you know, and. Um, I, it was difficult to come back. Are you to serious? Church because my children, yeah, my children didn't even want to come back. Why? Because, you know, they divide them into classes and they teach them scriptures and they teach them to memorize scriptures. Mm. And if you see how they were reeling off scriptures wow. with understanding of even what they were saying, it was, it was, will I use the word phenomenal? Mm. Uh, like I said, we make excuses. We just make excuses. Yeah. And all it is is excuses. If you go there during the week in the evening at six p.m., you will actually think you are in a mon I mean, on a Sunday morning service. Mm. The church is full, and all the classes, the children are in class. Mm. Wow! I'm talking about evening, evening. Wow. That's why I said we just we just talk. We don't know what we are saying. Mm. We are mm. lazy. And we, we, we are sleeping. That's other churches, yeah. not every church, they are awake mm. and alert. They are there, full. Mm. You can imagine if you see a vibrant church, you don't want to come back to, mm. I won't use the word, I don't know what word to use. No, don't, Just want God to, don't to use, wake don't, us up. Don't use the word you don't want to use. <laughs> The children didn't want to come back. Said, Mommy, we are learning, they are growing. Yeah. And uh, but, but you know, on a serious <laughs> note, you have hit on something very important that many of us, and not only just even some of our churches, uh, but even many of us, because we are in Christ and we know that, look, what is required is, you know, the grace dispensation, the reliance on the Holy Spirit sometimes move us away from doing some things that ought to be done. Uh, when the psalmist said, that, what have I kept in my heart? You know, when you say, I kept yes, in my heart, you know, that, that kind of thing is that exactly one that has become part of part of him, and and we should go back to that. We really should go back. Let, let us hear from Sir MC before we uh, continue on this. 
Well, Sabiana has said. Okay, she, she has said what it. What I wanted to say. Hmm. Yes, she has said it. It's basically, yeah, I totally agree with everything that you said. I memorize it and it's even written in the Bible. But at the same time, understanding. Hmm, understanding. I know that the most understanding, I think it's more about, you know, when you understand something, it is inside of you. Yeah. There's a difference between hmm. chanting and just memorize and understanding. And I hmm. come from the place of understanding. Yeah. I, let us study to understand. When you study to understand, you'll be able to, you know, it will come to you. Yeah. It, it's time mm. and yes, listen. The Holy Spirit will. That's what the Holy Spirit uses. Yes. What exactly. Mean? Uh, it reminds you. Exactly. Yes. I, I'm coming from a place of on, memo, memorize and understand. And understand. Okay. Is this time you say? Not chanting. No, uh, yes, exactly. Sir. What I would say is that it, it should be stated as you have stated it memorize and understand. Now, there are some people who take it to say just understand. There's nothing wrong mm. with just understand. I'm not saying that if you don't memorize, you're not a good Christian. As long as you understand, yes. But we are we're also saying that it should be stated the way you have stated it, uh, that it is beneficial to memorize mm. and understand. If you merely memorize and you don't understand, of course, that's not beneficial at all. But it is important for I think we all agree on that point of <clears throat> understanding that we ought to truly yeah. understand and pray for the Holy Spirit to interpret. There are some people who have memorized, but they have no insight whatsoever. No, um, uh, a, a good case yeah. would be that eunuch, yeah. that eunuch who had access to the Bible, but had no clue, yeah. uh, had no clue yeah. what he was saying. But what we are looking at now is what? the benefit of also taking pains to to commit these passages to our heart. I mean, we have heard that it is beneficial to us physiologically, it is beneficial for us uh, even mentally, for our mental health. But aside from that, aside from that, it also helps us in our spiritual journey. I mean, things will just come to you. You are praying and you can uh, you can quickly, I mean, pray in the spirit, quoting the scriptures, and it just helps. It helps. I mean, it does help. Sister B, go ahead. I was just going to add that it makes um, Bible study easier. Mm -hmm. to teach and mm -hmm. the priests yeah. have their work already cut out it's easy for them because people know the word when they say do this they understand why they are doing it and they do it without much argument exactly. but here you have to you have to coerce you have to if you're not careful you have to do some underhand methods to get people to do what they ought to do naturally and willingly if they knew the scriptures exactly. so it's very important it is. Your word, how does a man, young man cleanse his way? Mm -hmm. By taking heed according mm -hmm. to your word. word yeah. Your word yeah. have I hidden in my heart that oh, I might not God. sin against you. Exactly. When you know the word of God, it helps you and guides you. It does. Because his word is a light unto our path. It does. I'm taking two, uh, I'm taking challenge from two uh, things that have been said here. One, uh, it's additional talking about how Muslims, you know, their children from early age, I'm not saying we should envy them, I'm not saying they are Christian, I'm just saying that if you see something good to uh, to copy, we should copy it. There's nothing wrong in uh, having programs like that and saying that our children should commit passages. To what will happen is some people will say, look, like they just only need to understand. Understanding is important, it is absolutely important, but you know what? Even children who are deviated from the, from the narrow way, in the, you find that in the adulthood, these things continue to be part of them, and then yeah. it will be a means that God, that the Holy Spirit will use, yeah. bringing it back yeah. to their uh, recollection when the Holy Spirit wants to actually yeah. work, uh, work in them. Yeah. And then what the Benedict yeah. said about you know churches that we will say they don't really have true understanding, they don't have sound doctrines. Yeah. You may say from the outside, look, I'm not even sure they have sound doctrines, but you know what? They are doing these things, uh, they are teaching people, they are getting their children to memorize these things, and some of us will sit back and 
and consider ourselves like, well, uh, we are the uh, we are the true Israel who have received the sound doctrine, and we feel like we are not doing what we should do. Uh, I think we should. Yes, go ahead, ma. Can I really say something? Go ahead, uh, Sister Biodu. Good evening, ma. I think God has a has an assignment for you, ma. If I may say it, <laughs> we have seen something in some church, mm. and God, God, God has what? I didn't hear you. An assignment for you, ma, to bring that which we have seen into your assembly. I, I know what sister, uh, sister B is traditional, you know, and she's the Bible study coordinator for our church anyway. So, wow, <laughs> I think and I didn't know. So, God is just, God took you to that church to see what he wants. So, let's just replicate it in our church too. Oh, mm. okay. Mm. We, okay. Mm. Yes, well, the Lord will give you grace. But it's, a, it's, a, it's a tall order. It's a tall order, it's a tall yeah. Order. We, can, we, are, we can start we are, with small we are, not, we are not totally bad, because I remember that, um, there yes. was a time that we also had quiz, mm. and what mm. we used was Psalm 119. Okay. Wow. For the for the for and um, I will never forget um Ore Bajela. Okay. He recited Psalm 119 from beginning to the without end without sweat, without wow. everything. No, she's without done without any mistake. Mm. Yeah. So that means we so also see, the capacity that. is there. We are yeah. the ones not pushing these children to do it. To do it, mm-hmm. she got the first. There were like two or three that also made effort. So it's something. It's just that we are not regular with it, mm. but it's something that we can revive again. Exactly. It's very good. Exactly. I, I mean, yeah. thank you for bringing this. Up. I think it's something we can all work together in our different churches, and I think uh, those of yes. us here from our church, that's something we can meet separately about and think about to introduce it again. You know, just get children <laughs> doing these things. Thank you all very much. I mean, this has been a very good discussion, and I thank God. I pray that uh, the Holy Spirit will help all of us to to act on it uh, for ourselves as well. I, I want to challenge every member of the Readers Club as well. Just today, say to yourself, for example, that uh, look at the person that, that always appears to you, that ministers to you strongly, and say, I'm going to commit it to art. Just try like that. And once you have done that, you move on to another one. It needs not be a whole chapter. It may just be, uh, for example, me now, what I'm working on presently, uh, all the declarations in Daniel, you know how after every big mm. miracle in Daniel, yeah. uh, when the Lord revealed the dream to Daniel, he said, I bless you. I, I thank you and praise you, God, my fathers. We, you know, all those things, I want to memorize them. What the king said after Daniel was, was rescued, what he said after wow. the, the, the three Hebrews were rescued, you know, those things. Because I find that when you pray and you repeat those uh, worship declarations to God, yeah. I mean, it just, it, it enriches your prayer. And so you can also think of a, yeah. a part of the Bible that, that always ministers and say, I'm going to commit it to art and just take it in portions like that. And we find that uh, we're going yeah, to be blessed I just wanted by it. to add that that is the selling point for ETS. Exactly, yeah. Keeping the saints ministry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is this memorization. Memorization, Because exactly. at every study, the first things you do is like um, mm-hmm. about five, is it five? Five memorization. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, you must commit it to, because they're going to be tested on it exactly. every week. Every so you week. can imagine having such inside of you every week. Mm. By the time you are done with the class, you have so much scriptures. Exactly. If you see Brother Mark posing with scriptures, <laughs> I call you posing because he reels it. <laughs> He's very good at it. He just reels it off. And Baba Jomo, mm. that's where they picked it up from. Because exactly. you must commit it to memory because they will ask every one of us to recite at every class. Exactly. So it's one of their selling points. 
exactly yeah, we need to work on that in our own church okay yeah exactly God thank you very much amen amen i have someone there on on whatsapp saying that i think we can have your program like that on gospel best radio having children yeah. memorize bible <laughs> verses and recite them on air and of course yeah that's true yeah. that's true that's yeah. true we're going to think about that people will just be on video you know and then and then recite it and we have some prizes for it i mean that's an excellent one thank you very much the lord will give us that's grace it. in jesus name Amen. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to chapter three. Let's see how far we can go before Sorry, we. Please, can I say something? Go ahead, please. ma. Can I say something? Go ahead, ma. Thank Good you for thank you for joining us, ma. Yeah, I I want to agree more with what Sister Yemisi said. Yes. You see, you can memorize scriptures and misquote them. Mm-hmm. If you don't have understanding, mm-hmm. you will memorize. That is true. But you will not use them for the purposes that they were meant to be used for. Mm. You see, they, you know, people memor- uh, they memorize scriptures. And when they're, you know, talking or when they are preaching or something, they say some things that are not aligned with what they are preaching. So it's one thing to memorize scriptures. It's another thing to understand. To understand. If you understand, like she said, Honestly, the Holy Spirit has his work. Mm. You will remember. It might not be verbatim. Excuse me. It might not be verbatim. But you will remember. Your Holy Spirit will remind you. Because you have you have understanding. And, you know, what are we talking about? The Spirit that rested upon Jesus while he was here, according to Isaiah 11.3, was what? The spirit of the Lord rested upon him. Spirit of wisdom and understanding. Mm. Spirit of counsel and of might. Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And the, his delight was the fear of the Lord. That's how Isaiah uh, 11, 2 and 3 quoted mm. it. Mm-hmm. You see, if you don't have understanding, you've got to have understanding. Absolutely. It's not just quoting scripture. You know, when people, people will just say, oh, you know, they say some things. Uh, God bless me. You're already blessed. <laughs> God approved me. You're already approved. Because if you have understanding, you know you're already blessed. You're already approved. You're already loved. You're already established. So, when you don't have understanding, it takes a lot because you just misquote and then you strive. Absolutely. You know, you stress yourself in things that are already done. Thank you. In very things much. that are already that Jesus had already done them. Then you begin to now, you know, these are things that you know, New Testament. Sometimes exactly. I wonder whether we really believe that Jesus came <laughs> for all these things. Because it seems to me that we live why Jesus came. We is we live what Jesus came, and then we hold on to the Old Testament. Mm. I know his Old Testament is uh, Jesus uh, covered, and New Testament is Jesus revealed. So I know, but you know, in New Testament, you know who you are. You yes. know, you know your identity. You know who you are. You know what God has given you. So they are giving and us the work has been finished. And godliness. Mm-hmm. So we have all these things. All these things in the whole testament. You're talking about Daniel. We don't have to pray like Daniel. We don't <laughs> have to. Jesus is our intercessor. We don't have to. Yes. So, so, so we're not saying pray like Daniel. We are saying that those words used in the worship of God, they can come in aid of our prayer ah. as well. And, and I agree with no. you. And we said this, I, I think, I think before you joined the class, 
We said it very clearly. Yes, understanding. The only, no, 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 I disagree. You know, in the Old Testament, disagree with what, man? On everybody. Disagree with what? To do it. But we all now have the Holy Spirit. I mean, tune into Holy Spirit, please. You will worship God. You will. It, it will be a wonder to you, sir. You okay. will worship God. Thank God. Praise Thank God. Lord. Hallelujah. And, and Thank then you. I want to say ascension. Ascension, you know, you're talking about ascension. You can see the children today. When I saw those children, honestly, I was, it's like I should run to the altar to hug them. And I know that um, Taiwa Deju Moise, mm -hmm. ascension used to be a powerful church. <laughs> we have experienced God in that place before. Okay, Honestly, okay, because, because this platform is not, you know, an ascension <laughs> platform. I want us to, to to then discuss it uh, somewhere else. But, but I appreciate. Yes, I know. Uh, yeah. Just because you mentioned it. Yeah, thank That's you. That's why I'm Thank you, ma. This is not how we started. Exactly. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, and I really thank you, ma, for for your for your contribution. And I would say that from your contribution, what is what you have emphasized is something that uh, we emphasized before discussing memorization, that understanding will always trump memorization. Uh, there is no, uh, and we said earlier on, nobody is required to, uh, or rather, uh, memorizing it is not, is not a key to, to serving the Lord or even to 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 enter the kingdom of God. Understanding is the most important. You want to understand the scriptures and you can only understand it by the power of the Holy Spirit. But I think we all can agree that memorization helps. Many people have testified that even when they left the church, it was the, the passages that they had memorized that helped them. As some may say that you don't need to recite Old Testament passages to pray. Some other people find it uh, encouraging, they find it helpful, and they find it enriching of their prayer life. It is definitely not wrong to do so. Uh, but understanding is the most important, but memorization, it helps it helps to keep the word in your heart. If you can memorize, do so. Uh, I encourage people to memorize, but above all else, understand. You have to understand that is the, it is more important. I know, know where Jesus would compare two things. We say, look, it is more important for you to understand, but if you can memorize, why not do it? Of course, when our Lord uh, engaged with the devil himself, he was just reeling out what, he was reeling out the scriptures. He was not consulting any book at all. He was reeling yeah. out the scripture because he had put it yeah. in himself and he was just responding. And you know, it's, it's going to be helpful for us as well. When, when we confront any life situation and we have memorized some of this passage and we just reel it out to the devil or to any circumstance facing yeah. us, I, it, is, it will always be helpful. For mm. example, the Psalms. And the Psalms, Exactly. They help. Even when you're afraid and you're able to recite Psalm 41 and you're saying that, uh, and all those Psalms saying, why are you cast down my soul? And you're able to recite it. You don't know what it does for you. It, it, it immediately lifts off your spirit. It lifts off your spirit. All the Psalm 20 that we all know. And just keep repeating it. So people have been in, in problems. Some people under the rubble of a collapsed building. And all they could do was just recite Psalms as some of prayer. Of course, if they were praying in the spirit as well, it would be equally helpful. But it, it does help to be able to, uh, to recite these Psalms. Again, understanding is more important than memory. And, and, and I think we all can agree on that. Thank you very much. Beautiful, beautiful discussion we have had. Mrs. Timorous, chapter 3, we are going to end at usual at, at, at 9.30. Mrs. Timorous, the MC is going to lead us. I think there's only one passage here. And uh, Sister uh, Fumbi, please be on standby to read that. It is far back. We may not get there, but let's see. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Mrs. Timorous. And they were almost ready to leave when two of the women, who were Christiana's neighbors, came up 
to her house and knocked at the door. When Christiana opened the door, she said to the two women, if you come in in God's name, come in. This word stunned the women, for they were not used to this kind of language, and they certainly didn't expect it to drop from the lips of Christiana. Yet, they came inside, and to their surprise, they found a good woman preparing to depart from her house. Neighbor, what is the meaning of this? They asked. Christiana answered and said to the oldest of the two, whose name was Mrs. Timorous, I, I am preparing for a journey. This Timorous was daughter to him who met Christiane up on the hill difficulty. The very same man who would have had him go back for fear of the lions. Mrs. Timorous frowned. Oh, what journey? Where are you planning to go? Christiana said, to go after my good husband. The words barely escaped her lips when she dropped to her chair and wept. Mrs. Timorous attempts to discourage Christiana. Mrs. Timorous pressed her hand to her bosom and stood with her chin held high. I certainly hope not, good neighbor. Please, for the sake of your poor children, do not do such an unwomanly thing. Your children need you here. Christiana looked up at her neighbor and wiped her tears with the corner of her apron. No, you misunderstand. My children shall go with me, for not one of them is willing to stay behind. Mrs. Timorous' lips tightened as if she had taken a sip of vinegar. I wondered deep down who or what has put such a notion into your mind. Oh, neighbor, Christiana said, if you knew what I do know, I have no doubt that you would go along with me. Mrs. Timorous crossed her arms. Please tell me what new knowledge you have that has stirred the idea to leave your friends and tempt you to go, no to go nobody knows where. Then Christiana replied, Mrs. Timorous, I have been deeply troubled since my husband's departure from me, but especially since he went over the river. What troubles me the most is my rude behavior towards him when he was under his distress. Besides, now I am feeling just like he did then. Nothing will help me except going on pilgrimage. Last night, I dreamed I saw him. Oh, how I longed for my soul to be with him. He lives in the presence of the king of the country. He sits and eats with him at his table. He has become a companion of immortals and a house has been given to him to live in a house that when compared to the best palace on earth, makes the earthly house seem to be nothing but a dungeon. Scripture. Well, well, we know that if the earthly house of this habitation were dissolved, we have the building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heaven. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be closed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so be that we shall be found clothed and not naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, for we do not desire to be unclothed, but to be clothed upon with light, following up what which is mortal. Second Corinthians five one to four. The prince, the prince of that place The prince of that place has also sent for me with promise of receiving me as guest if I come to him. His messenger 
was here just a short time ago, and he brought me a letter which invites me to come. She plucked the letter from her pocket and read it out loud, and then asked her neighbors, what do you say to this? Oh, the madness, Mrs. Chamorish threw her arms to the ceiling and wailed. The same madness has possessed you and your husband to run yourselves purposefully into such difficulties. You have heard, I am sure the problems your husband met with from this, from his very first step on his way. Our neighbor obstinate can certainly testify to how poorly it went as he left on his journey, for he was with him and pliable too. But the two of them came back to their senses and likewise, and likewise men returned to destruction when they were afraid to go away further, to go any further. Over and above that, her neighbor said, we also heard how he met with lions, Apollyon, the shadow of death, and many other things. Plus, don't forget the danger he met with at Vanity Fair. And think of how hard put he was being a man. How can you, being but a poor woman, expect to endure such a thing? And think about these four sweet children of yours. They have your flesh and your bones. Therefore, even though you might be so rash to go on, a, on such a journey yourself, for the sake of your children, reconsider and stay at home. Christiana stood and smothered, uh, smoothed her apron. Don't tempt me, my neighbor. I have now been shown the value of this journey and the gain I shall receive. I will be a fool of the greatest size if I should lose heart now and not strike out on this opportunity. And for all these troubles which you remind me, I am likely to meet with in the way. They are so far from being a discouragement to me, but they show me that I am making the right choice. The bitter must come before the sweet, and that will also make the sweet sweeter. Therefore, since you didn't come to my house in God's name, as I said, I ask you to leave and not be not alarm me further. Mercy makes up our own mind. Then Mrs. Timorous loathed Christiana and said to her fellow neighbor, Come, Mercy, let us leave her to our own undoing. Since she scorns our advice and company, she spun on her, on her heels and took a step towards the door. But Mercy stood firm, for she could not readily conform to her neighbor's wishes for two reasons. First, a sense of pity and kindness ached for Christiana. So she said to herself, if my neighbor Christiana feels she needs to go, I will go a little way with her and help her. Second, that same sense of pity and kindness hungered within her own soul. For what Christiana had said had taken hold upon her own mind. Therefore, she thought, I will talk more with this Christiana, and if I find truth and life in what she has to say, I shall also go along with them wholeheartedly. It was after thinking these things through that she answered her neighbor, Mrs. Timorous. Neighbor, Mercy said, I did indeed come with you to see Christiana this morning. And since she is, as you see, making her last preparations to depart this country, I think I will walk a little with her. This sun shining morning to help her own away. But Mercy 
chose not to mention her second reason and just kept it to herself. Well, Mrs. Timorous faced Mercy with her chin-held eye and her nostrils, nostrils flaring. I see clearly that you have a mind to go a fool in two. She took her finger towards her neighbor. But be wise and listen to me. While we are out of danger, we are out. But when we are in, we are in. With that, Mrs. Timorous turned her back to them and walked out the door and returned to her house. So Christiana, Christiana busied herself in preparation for the journey, for her journey. Thank you very much. Okay, okay, let's pause here and see. Let's discuss uh, the issues arising from this. And we can take the next part next week by the grace of God. And of course, you see that here. What we, and thank you very much, MC, for that. And see that what we read, we have such uh, a number of of deep things to engage with. First, you, you must have noticed that part where Christina said to Mrs. Timorous, if you knew what I do now, I have no doubt that you would go along with me. What do you think is the difference between Christiana and Mrs. Timorous at this point? And how should it inform our prayers for the unsaved? When uh, Christiana said, oh, Mrs. Timorous, I know you are trying to persuade me not to go. And of course, let us all remember, and, and I think John Boyan put it here, that we should remember, this Mrs. Timorous is, uh, what did he call her, the daughter or the nephew or something? It's called her the... Daughter. The what? The daughter. Oh, the daughter, right? Daughter. Uh, daughter. Uh, the, the, the daughter of that Mr. Tim Ross who, who ran back yeah. from the hill difficulty. So yeah, 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 you yeah. see how these things run in the family because that, that must have been the story told to her by her own dad. <laughs> so no, that, that pilgrimage, don't ever go there. There are lions on the way. And again, I mean, as an aside, it, it reminds us that, you know, the stories we tell to our children about our Christian journey, those stories tend to also uh, inform their worldview as well. But Kisana said, look, Mrs. Tim Ross, if you knew what I do now, I have no doubt that you also will immediately pack up your bags and, and go with me. Sister Fumbi, what do you think is the difference between the two of them in their knowledge? And how should it inform how we pray for the unsaved? I, I'm trying to lead us to a particular prayer point that we need to pray for the unsaved, that will make them, they, the unsaved themselves, begin to, you know, to seek after the, the narrow way. Anyone ready to attempt that? That from this, what kind of prayer can we pray for those who are unsaved that will make them, you know, begin to pursue the narrow way for themselves, to seek after the narrow way, Jesus Christ himself? I mean, I've had some preachers, when they pray, they say that, Lord, uh, a particular preacher who will pray, and after someone will say that, uh, for those who are in the Lord, may the grace of the Lord be with you. For those who are not in the faith, may they have no rest. But they have no rest until uh, they come to reconcile with Jesus Christ. And I think it's a good prayer to pray, maybe not in those same words, but to pray that for the conviction of sin. Pray that the Holy Spirit would, would convict an unbeliever of sin. When the Holy Spirit does that work of conviction, that person then develops the hunger. But when there has not been that conviction, you find the person not, not seeing the wisdom, the wisdom in the way. That's why Paul said, for the world the gospel is foolishness. They can't say it and they wonder, why would you leave everything and then follow after Jesus Christ? But when the Holy Spirit has done the work of conviction, has convicted the word or convicted that person of sin, that's the time when we are going to say, oh, if you knew what I do now, if you know the danger you are in by remaining in sin, then I have no doubt that you will go along with me. Uh, go ahead, ma. I just want to say I'm in missions and um, 
I deal with uh, unsaved, mm. the unreached people, yes. unreached tribes. Yes. Um, the first thing for, uh, if you're paying generally, mm. you pray for encounter, encounter. that God should reveal itself to mm. them, manifest his power or himself to them exactly. in dreams, in visions, in revelation. Yeah. But if you are among them, the first thing is your compassion for the lost. For the lost. You got to have that heart for the lost. Because it's that compassion that will make you to love them. Exactly. And when they see the love of Christ through you, it's so easy. They will follow you. Anything you tell them, they will do. Mm. You see, we we pray. If you know anybody that is unsaved, you pray for that person by name. You yes. call that person's name. Mm-hmm. And intercede on behalf of that person. And I'm not saying it's automatic. It might take years. Yes. Most of these are John Bunyan and everything. They pray for their parents mm-hmm. for 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, some of them, it was at their deathbed that now they gave birth. So, as long as there's an unsafe person mm-hmm. and you know that person, apart from praying, praying generally for tribes, mm-hmm. you know, because there are so many tribes that there are no, no Christians. Mm-hmm. And we might know it's not true, but it is very, very true. There are many, many tribes. I can tell you about 7,000 tribes. That's, I mean, you don't know, they don't know, there is no body in there among Mm. them that know Christ. Mm -hmm. So, and they're scattered all over the world. So, what do you do? If you are praying for a tribe, you know so much about that tribe that you are praying for. And then you pray specifically Mm -hmm. concerning that tribe. But if it's an individual, you mention that individual by name to the Lord that, and present him. But then when you pray at the same time, you are, you know, saying some things. He's asking questions and you're answering. You know, why are you the way you are? You say, oh, because there's somebody, there's something. You know, gradually you introduce Absolutely. who Christ is. And yes. you say, oh. Truly, truly, what you are saying is true. And exactly. then the Holy Spirit, the Lord of the harvest, so he convinced. Mm-hmm. And when he convinces, you cannot say no. Exactly. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Exactly. When the Holy Spirit convicts, nobody can say no. And I think that's exactly what we said. I meant when you say, look, if you knew what I do now, I have no doubt that will go along with me. We also have this on WhatsApp. Thank you, man. Said, Another prayer is that the Lord will open their eyes and inner heart to see and understand the glory of God exactly. So we have one now uh, from Momichomi saying you can you can pray for an encounter, pray for an encounter uh, with God, and that must come as he has said from a heart of love, of compassion. If you don't have love or compassion, you can't even pray that prayer. So pray for an encounter. Thank you, ma. It, uh, from here on WhatsApp, Momichomi saying pray that the Lord will open their eyes and inner heart to see and understand the glory of God. And from the chat room here. Uh, started to Awuniga saying, pray that they may know him and the power of his resurrection. I think we all agree that uh, when we are dealing with the unsaved, there is a place to pray that they will know what the Holy Spirit has led us to know. It is only the person who has had an encounter, who has seen a tip of the glory of God, and who has come to know the power of his resurrection that will, that will begin to thirst after God. And then Christina said, the bitter must come before the sweet. And that will also make the sweet sweeter. Say, look, I must embark on this pilgrimage. Although you say it is, it is dangerous, but you know what? The bitter must come before the sweet, and that will also make the sweet sweeter. Is this always true in the spiritual journey? Is this always true in the spiritual journey? 
the bitter must come before the sweet, and that will also make the sweet sweet. And I recall something we reflected on yesterday. You know, the emphasis that Aida shall endure to the end. Mr. James, go ahead. I'll continue after that. So, please, I think um, you have, so yeah, Peter, I actually like that term, Peter must come before the sweet. It's just like persecution. Mm. And the end is our the goal to make heaven. Exactly. It makes the sweet sweeter. So, even now that when we even go through trials and trouble, we'll say, you know, we shall tell ourselves that it is, yeah, it might be the bitter time, mm. you know. Igbalambo, um, you know, salvation is, you know, is, yeah. is sure. As getting to heaven mm-hmm. by God's grace is sure. You know, exactly. so I think for me, I actually like that phrase bitter must come before the sweets. Exactly. It makes the sweets bitter. And our Lord did say, thank you very much. Our Lord did say, it said, he that shall endure to the end. When you hear the word endurance, it means that, well, tough times will come. That's what endurance means, that you have to you have to put up with circumstances you may not like, things that may be difficult. But if you endure to the end, uh, we shall be saved. Uh, that hymn, that hymn, uh, begun on belief, one part of it says, the cup may have a bitter taste, but it will be sweet in the end. And of course, when we read the Celestial City, when Christian arrived at the Celestial City, of course, uh, the the memories of what he passed through, of course, made the sweet sweeter. I pray the Lord will encourage us and, and steady us so that uh, sometimes it leads us to green pastures and we should celebrate that. And when we find ourselves in tough situations, let us just be hold on that. Uh, let us hold on that. All our experiences, the ones that are not so favorable, they will only make the sweet sweeter. So t- for today, let's do, stop at question three. And I want us to look at this very carefully. Uh, listen to what Christina said to Mrs. Timorous. After everything, after she discovered that Mrs. Timorous came there to dissuade her, she said, therefore, since you didn't come to my house in God's name, as I said, I now ask you to leave and not to allow me any further. Was Christina harsh? Was she harsh with Mrs. Timorous? Should we draw any lessons from this interaction? Was she harsh with Mrs. When she said, look, just, just leave. Just leave since you're not here to, to support me. Do you think she was harsh? Or that's just the way to treat those who will not encourage us or those who try to dissuade us from, from embarking on the pilgrimage? Was Christina rather harsh? Was she rather harsh with Mrs. Timorous when she said, well, therefore, since you did not come to me in God's name. Go ahead, Ma. Let me show me. I think it's 2 Corinthians 7 that says that uh, get out among them. Mm. Get out from among them. Exactly. I, come out from among them. Uh, yes. Get, come out from among them. Mm. Now, what does darkness have with light? Exactly. What does the abelia have with, the, uh, with Christ? Mm. You know, things like that. Mm. There is no solution. I don't think anybody can stand. Because <laughs> to walk the journey with God mm-hmm. is a lonely road. Mm. It's a very lonely road. Indeed. And this is not the case of God understands. Okay, it doesn't matter. No, it matters. Because God wants nothing else but the total you. Absolutely. Total you. Absolutely. You know, reading the Bible, praying, and everything. If God is not in it, mm. you are just doing exercise. And I'm speaking from experience. Because, you know, I've shared a little bit of my testimony here. Yes. You know, when you were talking about love yesterday, love for God, mm. I was just saying, 
Hmm. <laughs> you know, it's so easy to say, yeah. I love God. I know. Let God confirm to you that you love him. And that's when you know that you love God. Mm. You remember Peter? Mm -hmm. Peter was genuine yes. about Christ. Mm -hmm. But why did he deny? He was quite genuine. But he got to a point, you know, when you face some things, you know whether you love God or not. Hmm. And I, I think, you know, it's good for us to ask God for a record. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that God, please, let me see mm -hmm. your assessment card mm. so that I won't be deceived. <laughs> let me see. That, no, it's true. Your assessment card. Yeah. Rebook me. Di discipline me. Train me. Correct me. Encourage me. Search me, O Lord. Let me know. And see if yes. there be any untoward way in me. Yes. No, it's not my saying, God, I love you. Mm -hmm. God, I am this, I'm that, I'm that, I'm that. Mm -hmm. Does God really know that I love him? Exactly. Does God have all these things in him that, oh, okay, you and me will do this. I know you and me will do I can boast and say, I will do this for God, I will do that. But will God say, yes, mm -hmm. you and me, you've done it. Mm -hmm. Or you and me, is acceptable. Mm -hmm. You and me, is. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I fully so understand. We, we can we can, we can say it 100 times. It took me three years mm. to know that I was just doing motions. I didn't love God. Mm. Because it, it was a simple question. Do you love me? Mm. And normally, you know, everybody would just say, yeah, I love God. I love you. I love... That day, my mouth was shut. I mm. couldn't answer that question. Mm. And I didn't understand why until he finally told me. So we got to be, you know, Anyway, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, man. And I love where you started from, where you said, yeah, very clearly, that's what we should eat the uh, the admonition of Paul, where he said, therefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. And that's exactly what Christina did. Uh, separating herself from them, he, he, she tried to persuade um, Mrs. Timorous, but when it became clear that Mr. was there, just to discourage her, she said, look, uh, away from me. And we are there in the chat room, starting to saying, yes, she might be seen to be harsh, but it's better than to allow herself to get discouraged and distracted. And, and, and I think that's where we must draw the line. We also have this from Sister Lady OG on WhatsApp saying that, okay, this is about the prayer that we can pray exactly, that the eyes be opened to the truth. Talking about those who are not yet in the fold of Christ. Thank God. And this has been another beautiful, uh, beautiful uh beautiful discussion somebody sent to me yesterday after the class that this book also promises to be to be refreshing and i can tell you that it promises to be refreshing if i want the next week when we get to chapter four and we begin to see more of that lady mercy we begin to see a new insight into the christian journey i'm open uh, hopeful that by god's grace we are going to begin next week by reflecting on Mercy's disposition look at mercy mercy who, who went to christiana's house with mrs timorous and found Mrs. Timorous trying to discourage her. But even right there, she, she stood away and then said to herself, hmm, maybe I should learn more. And we are going to see how Mercy herself joined them on this pilgrimage. We are going to reflect on that by the grace of God next Saturday so that we can close now. And I thank you all for the time. I pray God will help us to congregate again next Saturday to discuss this. If you have any takeaway point as we sing the closing hymn, please just put it in the... Uh, in the chat room or be prepared to to say it just as we close 
Now all to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give. All to Jesus I surrender, all to thee I freely give. surrender all in jesus name amen i love this from grandma s on on whatsapp saying and i think this is addressing uh the question of whether christina was harsh with with mrs timorous from titus 3 9 to 11 
listen to this, but avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions, and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and useless. Reject a divisive man after the first and second admonition, knowing that such a person is warped and sinning, being self-condemned. Beautiful. Uh, beautiful. I love uh, verse 10 in particular. Reject a divisive man after the first and second admonition. Meaning that after you have admonished a person, oh yeah, this is the right thing. But if the person persists, then reject such a one and do not associate with them. Thank you very much for pointing this out. This is most appreciated. Thank you very much, man. God bless you. God bless you very good. Okay, so... Uh, we look forward to convening the class again next Saturday, November 4 at 8 p.m. by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. If you are led by the Spirit, please uh, meet your microphone and say the closing prayer. God bless you all. Okay. Anybody led of the Spirit to say the closing prayer now? In Jesus' name. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Our Father and our God, we thank you for this grace and this you, opportunity. Lord to learn at your feet, to share together. Father, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Holy Spirit of God, we sincerely pray that the grace to keep on on this race grant unto us in the name of Jesus. Amen. These readings, these challenges, these eye-openers that we have gotten today, we pray will be doers of your word Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we pray by the grace of God, we will all converge again next week to share and to read, to learn from you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we pray all unbelief, all people that we have to run away from, all teachings that will that would deter us from the from the journey. We pray, oh God, you grant us the grace to say no Amen. to all form of ungodliness in the name of Jesus. Amen. And give us grace to forge forward in this race. Amen. Thank you, Daddy, for loving us. Thank you, Lord. Pray for God to bless with you. Lord, bless us in the name of Jesus. Amen. And grant, oh God, utterance to your Son. Amen. In Jesus' matchless name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you all very much. God bless you. God bless you. Good. See you next week and have a blessed week in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.